Okay, here we go. Greg Holland back, Jay Parker, the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. And this is just a really cool thing as we embark upon this fourth annual Certified Master Chef's Dinner. This is pretty cool, Jay, to be at the Broadmoor property and Cheyenne Lodge. I mean, Greg, it's the whole experience, like just from going from the hotel to the drive up to the Cheyenne uh, Lodge and then knowing what's there waiting for you with the the Master Chefs. It's like, uh, I mean, I don't want to geek out too much, but it's almost surreal for food guys. And you're like, am I really? That's right. I'm really doing it. I'm really here. And then there's a hawk flying around you know landing on people pretty cool it's super cool here's something really cool certified master chef jason hall joining us on the modern eater show how's it going jason hey everybody how you doing nice to be here yeah uh, so cool to be able to catch up and just have uh, a bunch of your colleagues all in one room what does that mean to you as a certified master chef um it's a it's a it's a fraternity it's a it's a great uh, way for us to all reconnect uh, we all have really busy schedules, um, lots of sticks in the fire. Uh, so, you know, the times we see each other normally are, are at uh, one of the exams, which is only every two years. Um, or if one of us or two of us or three of us are working on a project, we might cross paths and catch up here and there, or see each other at a conference, something like that. But, but um, this is something special and it's something extraordinary and it really gives a... Um, a good place for us all to reconnect and focus on our passion, which is the Certified Master Chef exam. Uh, an exchange of ideas as well? Absolutely. Um, you know, everybody's doing something outside of what they're doing. You know, I compete a lot outside of my, my property, uh, the, the country club, and, and everybody, so everybody's working on something else and has, a, you know, a company that they're starting or a collaboration that they're working on. So. There's a lot of ideas going back and forth and a lot of, a lot of things I feel like, you know, we, we kind of even get a little bit deeper involved in each other's uh, lives outside of what we know that the other ones are doing. Um, but we get to really look at the exam, too, and, and kind of think back to, you know, when we took it and, and we have some of the new, um, the new candidates who passed uh, just a few weeks ago in uh, Livonia, Michigan. So it's exciting to see two of the two of the most recent certified master chefs here um, kind of get some of their feedback from their experience as we all try to move this brand forward. Uh, Jay, we've learned so much about uh, how to become a certified master chef and apparently it's not too easy. Uh, that, uh, you know, <laughs> I, think the expre- I think the expression goes, uh, it ain't easy. It's difficult. Yeah. Uh, do you mind just for folks that really don't know what we're talking about to kind of dig in just a little bit sure. in the weeds and depth of how really what this is and what it means. So Certified Master Chefs, it's an exam, right? It is. And uh, it's a grueling eight day, I think 130 hours. About 130 hours. What, what does that look like? Take me through that eight days. Um, it is, uh, you know, it's a Certified Master Chef exam. Um, a lot of us call it the Master Cooks exam because it is essentially just focusing on the master, uh, the mastering of fundamental skills through all those eight day challenges. Um you know what the premise is for each day or the prescription is for each day going into it. Um, a, lot about, a lot of it is also um, the mastery of organization. Uh, if you're not organized, if you're not prepared, if you're not ready for those, uh, those days, they, they have the tendency to kind of eat you up. Um, so, you know, really thinking through your program over and over again and, uh, and cooking with people and cooking with other potential candidates um, is, is one of the most important things. But... Um, Day one starts with nutrition. Uh, it's a very tough day for most people. It's the first day in the kitchen, so it's cold and it's different, and everybody's just trying to get warmed up and 
you is know, this feel a set area exam out. curriculum? It is. So d- day one's nutrition. Anybody who goes into it can they expect that's what's going to happen. Yeah, so they should be really focusing on how to add flavor without fat, without salt, which is what we as cooks love to do. Everybody loves to add a little bit of butter. Um, but this that day in particular, you've got to find other ways to create flavors, toasting spices, uh, reducing vinegars, and, uh, and, and even looking at other cultures influences on flavor where they don't use fat uh so so that's a that's a great day to get started it really breaks the ice uh, but it is a challenge you know um do you mind if i pause in between this because i find certain uh, subsets of this very interesting nutrition itself as a kid i grew up here we had the um nutrition pyramid which doesn't resemble anything that you should do in your life right now with the amount of grains that they had and those types of things uh uh, certified Master Chef Helmut Holzer. We sat down with him moments ago. Yeah. And I, I talked to him about the importance, I believe, that uh, chefs serve in our communities with... Um, we're, we're riddled with pharmaceuticals these mm-hmm. days. And uh, food and nutrition is really the paramount of good health. But knowing what that nutrition is and looking to you from, for an, as an expert, I've coined a term pharma chefs because I really believe that... Uh, we will look to you to do those things. Again, you talked about, oh, it, can I use some butter, right? Yeah. Um, can I reduce a stock? Can I do these things to make something taste so divinely, intensely delicious because I can bring it to its most rich point, right? Right. Not incredibly easy, but fairly easy to be able to go to taste. Yeah. But to deconstruct a meal, to bring things to its most simplistic form and then build it back up. Yeah. Is, is there anything to that? Does that just strike a chord with you? Absolutely. I think there's there's a lot to be said for uh, elegant simplicity. And, um, you know, at the club where I'm at in, uh, in Charlotte, we really look at what's the best intention for this vegetable, for this product. Um, you know, if it's a lamb loin, what's the best thing that we can do with that lamb loin to give it flavor, uh, to utilize all the trim, and to intensify flavors because we utilize the trim? Um, if it's celery, you know, even that, what, do, what can we do to celery to make it taste even more like celery? Um, cryovacking it and cryoblanching it are big things now where you're actually rupturing the cell structure through the, uh, through the blanching process, but um, ex- extracting some of that chlorophyll to the surface, and it tastes different. The texture is different. Um, you know, being in a club, uh, we're faced with those challenges all the time. I have uh, 1,165 memberships, and on top of that, um, that's just one per household, but the, the children are around 1,000. So uh, we, we are constantly faced with challenges of allergies, of, um, of r- dietary restrictions, of, of nutrient restrictions and so we are out of um, necessity developing and constantly trying to find what's the next creative thing we can do to satisfy these people they pay a lot of money to be a member of a country club they deserve to be just as thrilled when they leave as the person who got the the steak or the prime bone-in filet or you know uh, barramundi or something like that so uh, you know our approach there is you know the person who's getting a vegetarian meal shouldn't just get some carrots and some some potatoes. We want it to be also an um, 
extraordinary experience. Yeah. yeah. But you, you also have to, and this is the thing I ran into, I was doing a vegan thing, and, you know, don't ask, but is just because, you know, something that there's not an animal product in it doesn't mean there's four times the amount of sugar or four times the amount of something else. Flavor is an elusive thing, Jay, and I think you're right. So anyway, I, we do certain things to where we just want to see what different dietary thing, whether let's go vegan for a month or yeah. let's try paleo for a month or let's just see what it's like to be able to do these things. So Jay did uh, uh, vegan October, which yeah. is cool, but he want, so he wanted to see. But I, what we found is if you're su- substituting one flavor, it's made up in another way. Where there's more. Yeah, so uh, I, I find that to be pretty interesting itself as we talk about the first phase of this class, nutrition. Is there maybe a sense of why you begin with nutrition? Is it just that? Because that's the beginning or the foundation or the basis of, of all things culinary? Um, I think so. I think it's a, I think it's a big challenge to come yeah. out of the gate that way. And it's and in a way, it's a little bit easier to start there and then start to climb with fats than to break it up and to go back in the middle or, or finish at the end. You're, yeah. You kind of almost will be working a little bit in reverse. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a good, good day one. Yeah. And so if you don't make it past day one, part of the, t- is it nut cutting time at the ranch or how does that work It is, out? Uh, it's, it's interesting the way that it's worked out. Uh, days one through seven, uh, you have to have a 75 cumulative to, to go on to day eight. You can pass each of the seven with 70. So you've just got to keep that score up. You know, um, if you fail one, you can go back and retake that at the end. If you fail the second, then you're, then you're, then you're out. Um, so there's, therein lies the challenge. I, I have a question, and it might be a dumb one, Greg, and I do say that too often, but uh, if you guys turn into master chefs, then who's doing the judging uh, on the food and testing you're doing? I would assume current master chefs. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So after you, uh, you know, after you pass, then uh, then you go back and you you do some uh, some apprentice judging. Yeah. Um, and then uh, then you're you're judging with everybody. Did you lose your mind when you found out you passed? Um, it's a it's a really. Did you expect odd, you would? At the time, I, I thought I made too many mistakes. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, you get to a point where you're just hyper criticizing everything you do. And so every every mistake feels like that could be the the, the nail in the coffin. Chef, are you that way in the kitchen? Uh, Hyper criticizing everything you do. A little bit, yeah, yeah. 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 That's that's just kind of who we are. A certified but, um, master chef, you know, Jason it, it, Hall. It felt strong, so yeah, very cool. Yeah. Charlotte, you're Charlotte. Uh, that's where you live now. Yep, Charlotte, North Carolina. A uh, young kid and and a wife back home. Yep. Yeah, very cool. And you're working on a couple projects right now, but a renovation of sorts as well. Uh, yeah, we just finished a um, we just finished a large renovation to the club. Um, it was part of their centennial plan. Give I, the club a shout out. Yeah, Myers Park Country Club back in Charlotte. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? It'll get to them. Yeah, that's um, right. yeah, sitting down with you is so much fun. It, it can't help it, and it, I'm sure it's been said to you a thousand times. Did you know you're pretty young? Um, thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Greg, before we did the interview, he said I looked up, you know, I met uh-huh. him and everything, and we're sitting there, and it's kind of the awkward pause of like who talks to who first type thing. I go, uh, so obviously you you know you're young, right? To be, he goes, yeah, he goes. Do you yeah. get that a lot, chef? I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, is that, um, is I that started, complimentary or, or in the chef's world? What is that like? Um, it, you know, in the in the very beginning, I think that uh, there's a little bit of hesitancy mm-hmm. to 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 put you in a certain position. You know, if you're if you you're young, but but if you've gone through that up, ringer, yeah, right. then you're tested, right? Yeah, you're yeah, you're yeah. proven, right? Yeah. So you I, can, and I was uh, my first um, my mentor is actually here, who I who I started out with, Jimmy Corwell. Um, and uh, and uh, he gave me my first restaurant when I was 24. 
uh, as exec chef. So um, you know, it's been a it's been a long time and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of um, you know just pushing to get to the next thing and the Olympic team and everything that. But it's been a it's been a fantastic ride. I want to go. I want to dovetail off that real quick, if you don't mind. Um, young chefs everywhere, and, and the climates change quite a bit to Absolutely. motives throughout anything. Right, uh, rock star status now. Chefs, it's there. Um, Grime Kitchen and Watering Hole. It's a restaurant in Cherry Creek. His name's Chef Preston Phillips, and he's 24 years old, and he is the youngest uh, restaurant owner and chef in Colorado. Wow. And just whatever your thoughts to tell Chef Preston Phillips what really his focus uh, could could lean towards yeah. or should lean towards. I mean, I think it's just always having that, that, that goal that's out there. Uh, never giving up no matter what anybody tells you uh, and and you know you know in your heart that you have the passion and and drive to do this and um, you know the sky's the limit really it's a it's a fantastic field you know and um, you know while I've chosen mostly the country club life I've been in restaurants off and on um, do I do a lot of marketing now and I do a lot of uh, like kind of sales things for a couple companies too so you know there's there's a million different facets of where this goes but I think to a young chef uh, to, for encouragement is just to keep pushing you know there's there's no end to this this wonderful career that we've chosen there's never a point where you get to and you say well that's it I know it all um, that's that's kind of the beautiful thing is just it's constantly education for forever and so uh, but but the biggest thing is inspire the next generation behind you um, that that's what kind of gets you to where you need to be and also really strengthen those around you who you rely on for support yeah here's a curveball um, I'm fascinated with this because everybody's a food critic now. Everybody has a, a phone. Everybody has a Yelp account. Um, Anthony Bourdain, he went off on Yelp the other day uh -huh. on uh, social media. Think what you want of that. But um, your thoughts of people uh, having the ability to go into an area where chances are you scraped and struggled to get money together for a restaurant or a position or the food that you're doing for someone in one fail swoop to be able to give you a very poor review on what's the what are your thoughts towards being able to do that I, th I think it's unfortunate you know I wish there was a way to um, you know to go around that but I, in this day and age as strong as social media is I don't know um, you know I don't know that that's possible and I think um, you have to look at your sources when you're if you're using those tools to go out and to eat and to dine. I, I think you have to to really look at your sources carefully and consider, you know, that it could be that could be anybody. It could be somebody who's yeah. you know never left the house. It could be somebody who is an expert. So you, I think there's research that needs to be done. Or your competitions, you whomever yeah. you know. Hey, 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 listen, you guys are getting too in depth on that. <laughs> well, you know who it is. It's like an ex-girlfriend, or it's your or it's your neighbor that thinks your bushes are too big, and it's like, okay, guess what? I just went to your restaurant right. and I hate everything about it. Yeah. And then they go on there and go something like, I mean, I agree, honestly. but something to be said with being able to post a picture on Instagram and it goes down your feed and it's gone. Yeah. But to leave something so indelible with your personal opinion about how you think things, things should happen at your house or yeah. your taste, I, I think it's a terrible system and I hope it goes away. Yeah, I, that would be great if it could. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. What's next for you? Um, lots, actually. The, you know, we just settled into the club after the whole renovation, um, so we're gearing up for the holidays there. 
Um, I'm also on uh, Team USA for ICC, which is the International Catering Cup held in Lyon every two years. So myself and my teammate, George uh, Castaneda, who's, in, uh, who's at Sodexo in, uh, in Tennessee, uh, we start practicing for that in January. Um, and I'm working on sponsorship development for our team. So we're, we're, uh, we're going to go into that pretty strong, and we're excited to go over there and win. You seem bored. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I need some more projects. Chef, amazing. Thank <laughs> you so much. Thank you very much. Certified Master Chef Jason Hall right here on the Modern Eater Show. I appreciate your time. Thank you very it much. It's so great. We're going to catch up with you again. Okay, perfect. Okay, good. Thanks.